Welcome to the Enlightened Discipline Podcast with Scott Stoffer, a certified financial planner in Silicon Valley. The Enlightened Discipline Podcast is about moving you and your family towards better wealth. This podcast is purely educational. It's Scott's way of paying it forward, helping people make better financial decisions. And now, on with the show with Scott Stoffer and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello, and today we're wrapping up the 10 steps to a better investment experience with step number 10, focus on what you can control. Now, Scott, this is one of those hugely behavioral things, right? I mean, before we uh, really dive into the depths of what you can control and what you can't, would you mind reviewing the other nine steps for everybody? And then we can dive right in. Sure, Matt. You know, the first step that we talked about was understand market pricing. Number two, don't try to outguess the market. Number three, don't chase past performance. Number four, let markets work for you. Number five, take the right risks. Number six, practice smart diversification. Number seven, avoid market timing. Number eight, manage your emotions. And number nine, ignore the financial media. So and so this, this yeah. yeah, this brings us to number 10, mm-hmm. focus on what you can control. And, and I think this is actually my favorite. You know, it just applies to so many facets of our lives, not just personal finance. Uh, and, and I think it's um, just a, a great one to talk about. Well, and I think it's a great one to talk about, too. And what a great way to end this, uh, these 10 steps, because you're right, this does have broad applicability, not just for interactions with your financial services professional, how you interact with your personal finances, but also how you really look at life. So this is a deep philosophical question. How do you even begin this conversation? Yeah, you know, it's a good conversation to have. And, and lots of times what we'll do is is we'll talk about what are some things that you can control and what are some things that you can't control. And, and Matt, I know you've been involved in the financial industry for yeah. a long time. If you were just going to, if someone was going to ask you, what are some things that you think investors cannot control What are the first things that come to your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is the market, right? I mean, I have no, and I know you don't either, have any control over what's going on with the markets. I don't have any control over interest rates. I sure as heck don't have any control over taxes. I mean, those are the first three things that really pop to mind. What what am I missing? No, you know, those are the key ones to start with. You know, sometimes we'll think about, oh my gosh, you know, how do we prepare our portfolio for all these different things, whether it's, you know, some sort of event on a global scale, as you've mentioned, whether it's an unexpected change with interest rates, whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And, you know, they sound pretty straightforward now, but in the moment, you know, when your account balance has lost 10% in the span of two to three months, I think it gets real very fast. Yeah. And you want to know what you can do. You know, in other words, you want to know how you can control what's happening. But as we've talked about these things, you, you can't control them. And during this podcast, we're going to try to touch on some of the, the other steps. I remember in step eight, we talked a little bit about this when we talked about managing our emotions. And, mm-hmm. and we were looking at you know, what's going on with our investments or what's going on with financial media. And we talked about how important it was. And there were sort of five steps that we talked about to to manage your emotions. One was have a plan. Number two was get a coach. Number three was ignore the headlines. Number four was don't follow the crowd, which, which really means don't worry about what your friends are doing. And number five was practice positive addictions. And, you know, these things can help, but you know, back to these fears we have about things we cannot control in the market. 
you know, we're so focused and we want to be able to attain our goals. And when we get to the point where something doesn't work the way we expect it to, we want to know what can we do to control this. And yet it's so hard to understand that really no one knows what's going to happen in the short run. No one can predict whether the market will go up or down in the next six months, the next nine months, you know, the next 12 months. And this is really contrary to what Wall Street tries to have us understand or or what Wall Street tries to sell us. They are out there looking to create products that can really address our fears. And in in step seven, we looked at all the academic evidence that really shows how futile it is, for instance, to try to time the market. And so, so many times I think we get caught up into thinking that there's a product or a solution when something doesn't go our way or when we have something that we interact with in the market. And that's just not the case. So, you know, I think we need to really focus on the things that we can control and not what we can't control. Now, you talked a lot about that specifically in step number three. And if all of you are just picking up this podcast now, please go back and listen to the previous podcast, just like Scott was just highlighting, uh, you know, podcast number eight, step number eight and step number seven. Now I'm referring to step number three. So this is a package deal here. This is kind of like a special thing that Scott's putting together here with these 10 steps. So we did talk about that, with which is don't chase past performance because I think there can be a false feeling of control when you're focusing on the past instead of focusing on the future. Now, I can be wrong with that, but where are you with that statement? No, you're right. You know, in that podcast, I mentioned a really good quote from a book called A Random Walk Down Wall Street by um, a guy by the name of Professor Burton McKeel. And uh, the quote was, I have become increasingly convinced that the past records of mutual fund managers are essentially worthless in predicting future success. The few examples of consistently superior performance occur no more frequently than can be expected by chance. You know, so this again, this idea that we can control certain things in the market by looking at market timing, it, it just doesn't work. And so I think, you know, one of the things that that we wanted to talk about today was if we want to have a better investment experience, we need to focus more on the things we can control and less on the things we can't control. Well, unfortunately, I mean, philosophically, Scott, I love what you're saying. Uh, It makes sense. It makes me feel (laughs) comfortable. But it sounds a lot easier than it really is. Help us with this. Yeah. And, you know, normally we try to come up with some steps that we can do to kind of help us with that. And they're going to sound familiar. But today I have five actions that we can do that we think will help. Okay. Um, And so let's get into those. The first one, and we've talked about this, is number one, create a plan. You know, when we take the time to write down our goals and our plans, you know, I really believe this something special happens. Just the act of sitting down and writing those things down is so important. You know, it helps us find direction and purpose. It helps us find clarity about what to do and what to pay attention to. By writing down a plan, we find our focus and and we tend to focus on what's important to us. So the first step, you know, to really focusing on what you can control is to just write a plan. The second step is build your your portfolio using academic research, not Wall Street's best sales ideas. You know, in step four, we talked at at length about letting markets work for you. Mm-hmm. We talked about how markets have rewarded investors for the capital they supply. You know, people expect a positive return on that capital. And historically, you know, the equity and bond markets have provided 
the growth of wealth that has more than offset inflation. And so lots of times we will we'll be looking at what can I do? What can I control? Well, you can make sure that you're letting the markets work for you. You know, you're building a portfolio that's based on academic research, not Wall Street's best ideas. In step five, we also talked about this. It was taking the right risks. We talked about how there's something called the value effect, the small cap effect, and the profitability effect, how they've been well-documented and they exist in markets all across the globe. And these are things that when you know that, A, you've created a plan, and B, that you've built your portfolio using you know, time-tested academic research, not somebody's best sales ideas, I think you can you know, focus a little bit on what you can control. The third one, so action number three would be embrace diversification and keep it simple. You know, in step six, we talked about the idea of practicing smart diversification. And we talked about how global allocation can provide diversification benefits. And it's one of the underpinnings of modern wealth management. So this this journey to, to reaching your financial goals doesn't need to be a complicated one. I like to say sometimes, as long as you can say no more often than you can say yes to all the complex products and ideas that Wall Street is trying to sell you, you'll be okay. You know, you don't need to own the latest and greatest financial product or annuity that few people in our industry really understand. You know, step three is embracing diversification and keep it simple. Build your portfolio based upon time-tested academic theories and proofs, not necessarily that latest and greatest product. You know, I've said it many times, Matt, in many different podcasts that we've talked about. When people do not reach their financial goals, it's seldom, if ever, because of bad investment performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because they didn't have a plan, they didn't save enough, or they spent too much. So those are those are important things. So we've, we've had create a plan. That was the first action step. Next one was build your portfolio using academic research, not Wall Street's best sales ideas. Number three, embrace diversification and keep it simple. Number four is rebalance regularly. You know, there's um, in an earlier podcast, we talked about this rule that that you have if you're going to climb Mount Everest. And it's sort of the 2 p.m. rule. In other words, if you haven't reached a certain point on Mount Everest by 2 p.m. in the day, you just got to turn around. Your life depends on it. And some people would say that the success of your financial plan depends on rebalancing regularly. So you need to have a rebalance rule for your portfolio that you can stick to no matter what happens. You know, there's lots of research and evidence on rebalancing and how you should do it. It's a little too technical to get into here. But I mean, the simple idea is you should be doing it about one to two times a year. So after number four, rebalance regularly, we've got number five, have a bad weather plan to stay disciplined through the market's ups and downs. You know, if you take time to create this plan, like what we talked about, then you'll know what to do. When the market drops 10 to 20 percent, which is normal every year, you know, you'll be able to reach your goals faster with less mistakes. You know, you'll be able to know what to do if you have unexpected you know, long term care costs or if there's a sudden change in your life, whether it's unemployment, uh, unexpected needs for kids, all those things. You know, once you have a plan and then you'll know what to do in bad weather. So I think those are some things that can really help us stay focused on the things we can control, not the things we can't control. I think one of the pieces that I have found in working through these these 10 steps with you is this is like a hard brain reset, right? For a lot of people, they've been misinformed terribly for so long. 
And it's very important to make sure that you are following a step-by-step plan and really looking at things in a different way. And Scott, I think you've done a really good job with the series on 10 Steps to a Better Investment Experience to help people understand. And this last one is really the icing on the cake, right? Everything really led up to this. What can you control? So what else you got for me uh, and for our listeners here to uh, just kind of wrap yeah. up today's podcast? Well, I think there's one more thing that we've talked about in different steps, and I, I want to sort of emphasize it again. I think it's really, really hard. You know, it, it's hard to focus on what we can control. We've got so many things coming at us and and we want to respond to them. But I think one thing that can really help is asking for help, which means really getting a coach. And whether it's a, a teacher or a coach or a mentor, you know, someone who's professionally trained in their field can really help you. We see that in personal fitness. You know, we see that with our health, with a physician, with our taxes, a CPA. If we have legal issues, you know, we go to an attorney to help us be more successful in our businesses. We use a business coach, all those things. And it's the same thing for helping you with your personal finances using a financial advisor. I really think they can help you reach your goals faster with less mistakes and and have more success. And it's going to be someone that can help you keep you on track. When you when it's easy for you to get distracted or lose your focus or what I say is when you hear some bad gas from somebody else. So, you know, I think these these 10 steps can really be be helpful, especially if you have a coach. And I guess just in summary on these 10 steps, a couple things I was thinking about each and every one of them is is really contrary to what the media, the financial media or what Wall Street says you should do to to get rich or to attain your goals. They really want you to believe that the answer to your questions is in their products they can sell you. And I've said in an earlier podcast, you know, they're good people in an old, well-established system who really think they can pick winners or losers. You know, they think they can time the market. They think they can identify missed price securities or loopholes. But the academic evidence is really overwhelming. They just can't. And it's not repeatable. So if you step back and you say, okay, well, what are some things I can do? I think you need to focus on these 10 steps. And and I think these 10 steps can really help you have a better investment experience on your way to attaining your goals. Well, Scott, thank you very much for your thought leadership on this episode. The final step of the 10 steps to a better investment experience, focus on what you can control. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please just take a moment and click on the subscribe now button below. That way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it will be directly delivered to your podcast device. Thank you very much and have a magnificent day. Thanks, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Discipline. Brought to you by Better Wealth, proudly serving Silicon Valley for over 15 years. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and at betterwealth.us, where Scott will share his insight on how to stay on track, in control, and achieve what matters. 